This is the Magellan Journal, a podcast series here to help you navigate through EU opportunities. We remove the noise around current EU issues on different topics, such as transport and environment, each time through the perspective of a different expert. Our guest in this episode is Ana Ribeiro, executive manager of the Portuguese textile cluster, also known as CITEV. Ana shares with us the challenges and opportunities for the textile and clothing sector in the framework of the Green Transition and the Resilience Plan, and tells us what are the latest innovations coming from the cluster. Hello, good morning, Anna, and thank you for joining us in this podcast. To begin with, could you please briefly present yourself, your role in the textile cluster, and also what the textile cluster is in general? Thank you. Hello, Andrea. It's really an honor to join the Magellan podcast. So let me start to introduce myself and to say a little bit of my history, and then I will go through the Portuguese textile cluster and explain a little bit what we are doing now and what are the main challenges for the future. Mm-hmm. So Perfect. my name is Ana Ribeiro. I'm the executive director of the Portuguese Textile Cluster. My background is on metallurgy and materials engineering, nothing to do with textiles, but I had a long journey on textile and clothing sector. So after my graduation, I started a basic research uh, group working on bone replacements in bio-based materials and processes, which is bio-based materials are on the top of the, of the hill in our next generation challenges for the textile sector. So it was a good start for myself 20 or more than 20 years ago. Then I moved to industry and I joined yarns and ropes manufacturer. And then I joined CTEV and Santiago System. I started as a quality management director. Then I moved to innovation project management and implementation. I started to be involved in several projects uh, running and dedicated to textile and closing sector. And then in 2017, I start my activities in the Portuguese textile cluster with the main role of managing the cluster, setting up and implement activities to promote a more competitive textile and clothing industry and deploying tools to our sector to be more competitive and to make more business. So let's introduce the Portuguese textile cluster. So the cluster was recognized by the government in 2017 with the main role of being a strategy influencer and road mapping to take the bridge for the definition of industrial policies and smart specialization strategies and to influence regional, national and European policy uh, makers. And of course, to be a strong tool uh, to support companies and to support the sector, to be more innovative, to be more competitive and to uh, promote and to enable new business models. So we are nowadays 66 members mainly coming from industry and mainly coming from the textile and clothing sector, even though we do have other companies that are not textile related, but are playing an important role on helping us to tackle the new challenges that we have in the near future. Of course, we do have in our ecosystem also other players like universities, technological centers and associations that support us looking to the future to build up our roadmaps, and to set up a more innovative ground. So I would say that we do have a strong and powerful tool in our daily activities, which are our special interest groups. Those are focus groups working on specific areas, taking care of the future with the main purpose of looking to the future and build a bottom-up approach 
to define our strategy and our roadmap. And we are now discussing the next 10 years. And we are talking about sustainability in bioeconomy, digitalization, skills, performance. And when I say performance are more related with technical textiles, uh, design and product, product development. And we have nowadays more than 200 experts coming from our members discussing the next generation challenges and providing the roadmap uh, to tackle those challenges. And in the summary way, this is more or less myself and the cluster and the cluster rule um, and what we are doing uh, nowadays in order to support our industry. Mm -hmm. And there are a few flagship projects that you uh, are currently working on. Can you maybe tell us more about BEATS and ways to buy a comp projects? Yeah, we do have these flagships or these frontrunner projects that are really aligned with the challenges that we need to fulfill in the, okay, I would say in the near medium future. We do have this large project at national level, which is the bioeconomy at textiles, BIT. And this project, it's under the Resilience and Recovery Plan and involves 54 partners from textile and clothing and other relevant value chains, involving, of course, RTOs, industry, and uh, other relevant players that can uh, support us on uh, reach our goals. Waste to Biocomp is a European uh, project involving uh, also uh, national partners. And in this project, we pretend to develop new bio-based polymers uh, for three value chains, textile, footwear, packaging, in order to replace the fossil-based materials. In, in both projects, Dave and Magellan are partners. We are the leaders of the BIT project and, and the, the main role, I would say, of both projects, it's really promoting cross-sectorial approach, really approaching and engaging our relevant sectors that can support us on tackle this, uh, these challenges, on providing renewable resources, new routes for closing the loop for our uh, industry and uh, of course we need to take care also of the dissemination the communication and the awareness so uh, i would say that those are two strong and strategic projects uh, aligned with this, this green transition that is an area that uh, we need to, to to tackle we do have other areas that we need also to support our industry in order to be more competitive and I would say like digital transitions it's it's also on the top of the wheel and also we do have another challenges in order to attract uh, uh, younger people to our to our industry and to uh, seed and have more high skill persons or or people within our teams mm -hmm. and indeed it's clear that the transition to a more circular economy of the textile and clothing is a priority for the European Union but the competition from far less sustainable industries located in other geographic locations remains. How can we balance the viability of the European industry with these ambitions? Yes, uh, as you mentioned, there is a, a, an urgent need to, to create a more sustainable textile and clothing business. And as I mentioned before, to find out new resources to be used in textile production. And that's why we do have those projects that I just mentioned that are very aligned with these challenges. But it's not an easy journey. We, we do have this competition, but we do have this particular ecosystem because we are still an industrial textile manufacturer sector. So we can 
in a radio of 50 kilometers, we can cover almost the entire textile enclosing valley chain, which gives us a strong position in order to create local production with less carbon footprint impact and providing full services to the clients. Additionally, how sector and companies are becoming more and more specialized on providing high head value products with quality, trustful, on time, and complying with all the requirements and producing in a very sustainable way. We are nowadays a reference in the world as a sustainable textile producer. So we are not competing with the low-cost products. Of course, we still do have this business, but we do have these high-add value products and high-add value production that are complying not only with performance requirements, with quality requirements, but also with the sustainable requirements and engaging and tackle these, these challenges and that we need to, to fulfill and also to be conscious and to make our planet more friendly for the next generations. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, also cooperation between different entities seems to be more and more important. For example, what other sectors have the textile industries found as natural partners for symbiosis? Yeah, yeah. This is a, is a, a really an interesting story uh, because some years when tech, technical textiles were emerging, we naturally started bridging with other sectors that were like mainly clients or, or customers from technical textiles. And I'm referring to automotive and aeronautics, to health and well-being, to construction and architecture. And in those sectors, we were providing technical textiles for them to develop, develop components uh, to be integrated at the end of the day in cars or in, in buildings uh, or also in protective equipment mm -hmm. for military applications or for health applications. Nowadays, we are creating these links and this bridge with other sectors that, again, can enable us towards this green and digital transition. And I'm talking about agrofood or biotechnology and forestry and ICT advanced manufacturing, because, of course, we, already, we are always hearing about green transition, but those are really uh, the, the hot uh, topics of today. And we need to bridge and to bring to our to our ecosystem other players that can support us on developing these new bio-based resources or on providing these new tools to allow us to move to this new generation of digital industry. And, and of course, within these different areas of knowledge, we do have this favorable uh, grounds uh, because we are always joining academia, apply research like archaeos, technological centers, industries and other relevant stakeholders to be part of our partnerships, uh, to support us, to build and to tackle our, our goals. And for example, what about consumers? What is their role in this transition? How can we as consumers be more informed and more participatory in this transition? Yeah, of course, we do have a more inform well-informed and uh, high-demanding consumers. Uh, so nowadays, uh, the new generations uh, are more responsible in what regards to the consumption, in what regards to the sustainable textile consumption. Nevertheless, it's still missing some uh, smart or friendly tool to inform consumers in a very easy way about the sustainability level, if I can say like that, of the products they are buying in order to support them 
to make a responsible choice, to be well informed when they choose from one product to another. So we do have nowadays several initiatives that are being implemented to develop those tools. We do have a strong project on digital transition for the textile and clothing sector that is really engaged in the development of a smart tool to better inform the consumer. It's like an ID card of the product that will give you um, the information about the, the overall life of the product uh, since the very beginning and also how you will deal with the product at the end of the life. And of course, also our industry is more mature in what regards to, to marketing and communication. And with that, is also trying uh, and influence some trends uh, and the recognition of uh, Portugal as a, a sustainable textile uh, producer. So I would say that uh, those little things can make a, a strong difference. Thank you. And I think for the last question, I would ask you, what are the new trends in the sector? And if you could give us uh, some examples of some really new and innovative products coming out of the Portuguese textile cluster. More and more, we, we are tackle high-value products and high-performance materials. New materials incorporating high levels of performance to be used in specific applications. And one example of that are technical textiles being used in automotive industry. So we are a, a strong player on developing technical textiles for car interiors. And in the last few years, we are now focusing on efforts also to develop textile-based materials to be used as structural parts of the cars. I'm talking, talking about complex structures that can be incorporated in composite materials. And those structures will also impact on the final weight of the car or the component that will be incorporated, contributing also uh, to the consumption and to the emissions uh, that uh, are being generated. So, of course, this new area of bio-based products will emerge in the near future. We do have several areas and projects running, looking to find out new resources to prove textile material. And, and also an area that is still, still really important is, is the digitalization of the, of the value chain. So several initiatives are running to support the digital transition of the sector. And I would say that digitalization or industry uh, for zero will impact in so many areas of our sector, like on supporting the green transition by deploying tools that can reduce waste, that can be, make our companies more efficient, that can support traceability and transparency, that can inform consumers, like we, we just mentioned before, and also that can support us on overcoming some of the lack of human resources in specific activities for our industry. Industry for zero, it's our digitalization. It's really a strong enabler for our industry and will have a strong impact in several areas that we need also to take care in the near future. Of course, a big challenge is to attract and retain human resources to our industry. It will be, I guess, one of the big, big challenges for the coming years to, to retain human resources, to reskill or to upskill the ones that are already in, in our um, companies. And uh, this will be a strong, a strong demand or a strong challenge that we need to fulfill in the near future. And um, just to end, I, I cannot end mm -hmm. beforehand that we do have this uh, 
really near future challenges related with our geopolitical context and with the increasing of the energy prices. And it's again a, a big, big test uh, of the resilience capacity of our industry to support these uh, fast changes that we, we, we just end up or we, we are starting to recover from this context of COVID and the, the pandemic. And now we do have this political and the war in Ukraine and also the increasing of the energy prices that is becoming a real challenge to our companies. Indeed. Thank you very much, Anna, for this interesting conversation. And I hope to hear you soon. Thank you for the opportunity to share a little bit of what we are doing and to have this nice conversation with you, Andrea. Thank you. If you like this podcast and want to know more about Magellan, check out our website at www.magellan-association.org.